Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Acts. Peter began to speak to the people. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to those who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. A Gospel reading from the 24th chapter of Luke. On the first day of the week at early dawn, the women came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to the sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up, ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. Grace and peace to you, my siblings in Christ. There's this old story about a little boy growing up in India who would sit and watch his guru studying an object that he held in his hand. And as the little boy came closer to get a look, the guru sensed his curiosity and said to the boy, Son, this is called a chrysalis, and inside is a beautiful butterfly. Soon this chrysalis will split open and the butterfly will come out. The boy, his curiosity at full height, said, May I please have it? Yes, said the guru, but first you must promise me something. 
When the chrysalis splits open and the butterfly starts to emerge, it'll begin to beat its wings. So promise me that you won't help it by breaking the chrysalis apart. The little boy agreed to this minor detail, took the chrysalis home, and sat and watched. Finally, he saw the chrysalis begin to quiver and vibrate and split open. And inside was a beautiful, damp butterfly that was frantically beating its wings against the chrysalis, struggling to get out. It struggled and struggled, but it could not break free. And despite his promise he made to the guru, the boy just couldn't help himself, and he pushed open the two halves of the chrysalis, and the butterfly sprang out and took flight. But as soon as it got into the air, it fell down to the ground, dead. The little boy picked up the butterfly, and with tears streaming down his face, he ran back to the guru, and the guru looked at him and said, you pushed open the chrysalis, didn't you? Yes, said the boy. He explained, when the butterfly comes out of the chrysalis, its wings are just not strong enough to carry it into the air. The, The only way it can strengthen its wings is by beating them against the chrysalis. And as the butterfly beats its wings over and over, its muscles grow strong. And so when you helped the butterfly the way that you did, you actually prevented it from getting strong enough to fly. If you've ever had a butterfly chrysalis, you've probably faced a similar temptation as it has emerged. It's hard to be patient, isn't it? We are wired to help. We might have a hard time leaving that butterfly alone. But if we do, that butterfly gains the strength that it needs for its wings to emerge and for it to be a fully formed and strong butterfly. In some ways, it feels like these last two years have been kind of like a weird sort of chrysalis wrapped around us, haven't it? hasn't it? And everything isn't fully back to normal in some of the routines, but we are as close to spreading our wings as we have in a really long time. Some pastors that I know joked about, well, we could just skip Lent this year, those 40 days of repentance and reflection before Easter. We've been living Lent for the last two years since March of 2020. Other folks were suggesting that these, uh, these COVID times were a, a chance for personal growth and self-development and a perfect opportunity to emerge as a better version of ourselves. But that's not always the case either. COVID time has caused unique stress and trauma, grief and guilt, It's caused deep divides among friends and family members. We've witnessed people making different choices than ourselves, and we've judged them for it. Maybe we have been flying for a while. Or maybe we're still trying to get used to that idea of stretching out our wings, waiting to build the confidence to once again fly freely. It's okay, because God is patient. You see, this imagery of a butterfly emerging from its chrysalis is not that unlike Jesus coming out of the tomb. As we think about the question of what exactly is going on? How is that transformation taking place? Towards the end of Luke's telling of the story, these three women have heard the good news from men dressed in dazzling clothes. 
the angels, not the Dodgers. These women, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joanna, the wife of Chusa. Now, did you know that Chusa actually, his job was to manage the household of Herod Antipas? Yeah, evil King Herod. His wife is actually one of the closest followers to Jesus, which means Jesus' ministry is actually being funded by the man, Herod, who kills him. Anyway, these three women go and they tell the disciples what they've heard and what they've seen and what happens. As soon as the disciples hear this good news, they thank the women profusely. Wow, we're so glad you told us this great news, right? I don't think so. These words seem to the disciples an idle tale. It's more likely that you would have believed a tabloid headline saying that uh, Bigfoot had come back. And they didn't believe them. But thank God for Peter, right? I mean, Peter looks up, ran to the tomb, stoops and looks in, sees the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. At least Peter gets it. Hmm, there's a footnote there. I'm sure it's nothing. Footnotes never really matter, do they? Other ancient authorities lack verse 12. So what we're seeing is that entire part about Peter getting up, running to the tomb, got tacked on much later. When Luke originally told the story, the women learned first, They tell the disciples, and they don't believe them. Somewhere along the way, someone felt the need to help the butterfly out of the chrysalis. Someone thought, if we don't write that Peter went to see the empty tomb, how are people going to know about the resurrection? (sighs) But guess what? The word traveled anyway. Because we're here today. Jesus came out of that empty tomb. He thrived. The appearance stories that fill the rest of Luke and the book of Acts, the stories that are found in the letters written by the Apostle Paul of this resurrection, made sure that we do know the story, that we do believe in the resurrection, that we do know that Jesus died for us and loves us, and Jesus will go to the ends of the earth to be our wingman. But we are not butterflies. We need help. So I don't know where the Spirit will take you. I don't know where you need to hear that resurrection promise today. I'm not going to be able to fill in all those gaps. But I do need you to know that as you hear this promise today, that this resurrection is a message of hope. That no matter what, Jesus will be with us as we are building up those muscles, flapping those wings, learning to survive and thrive after a long hibernation. We are awake. We are coming out of the darkness. And church, we are ready to embrace the world. We don't have to be afraid. We've got this great news to share. Our story is not finished. There's more to come. And Jesus is flying with us, leading us into that new place. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. 
Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.